The following is a previously aired broadcast. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Nice Good morning. Little after Christmas song. I was going to say a little um, Christmas slash rock and roll a little bit. <laughs> I thought you'd go more traditional route. Or you found financial food for thought. My name is Mark Dowley, and I got Carrie Waddell, and you're, you may be hearing this show the Saturday following Christmas, mm-hmm. or perhaps the probably the Saturday following New Year. Correct. And won't we all be glad when we enter a new year? Absolutely. This has been not a good year for many, many people. So we do. I think I won the burrito bet. Though, yes, okay. you did. Uh, you know, we've got the. I still think fifth it's a bad deal, bill. but, you know. So we'll talk a little bit about the fifth bill. The, uh, the ink is barely dry on it, right? Mm hmm. Uh, you know, I, of course, it's going to take a while to get through the, you know, nearly 5,600 pages. Do you think they all read it before they voted for it? You know, I, you know, the, <laughs> but the, the real, the, really, the question is, who writes it? I mean, how much, how many, how many people are working is it on this thing? Yeah. Did every, you know, everybody got their piece in? That's why I, I still I am mean, a big person for skinny bills and pass a lot of things and make progress instead of. I'm sure there's. You're gonna not be for a, the omnibus. No, I think there's going to be a lot of things in this that are going to make people angry. They don't care. Well, one thing that won't make people angry is that, um, you know, they may be getting a new stimulus check. Right. Um, Just in time for after Christmas shopping. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, because they're saying that the uh, the, it's it's lesser. You know, it's cut in half. Its first round was the twelve hundred dollars. Right. This will be the six hundred dollars. But, you know, Mnuchin saying, hey, the checks are going out next week. Wow. So we may get them by Valentine's so Day, So we might Carrie. be right. I was going to say, are they going to direct deposit them like they did before for if, some if people? If you're set up for that. I don't know if they're going to send out the uh, the you know bank cards again. Remember that fiasco? Mm-hmm. The first round? They didn't really tell anybody who was going to do it. They just kind of did that. Um, so we'll talk, you know, we'll talk about that. Let's say this is our, so this is kind of our last show for the Rona year 2020. Um and, you know, just take it easy here. I know everyone's probably, hopefully, you're having a good Christmas, you know, if, even if you're not getting together. Or if it's a modified for a lot of people. Um, so, you know, and, and we hope that 2021, we have a little better, uh, you know, news on the virus. I mean, it, it, you know. Find- I think with the vaccine, people are more hopeful and you have more companies rolling out vaccines. And I forgot how many people in Ohio already got it this week. So. You they're know, making progress, you know, but and they're the, getting better at treating it. Okay, so get us started. Karen. All right. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk program 
here to give you helpful advice about issues that can impact your financial life and hopefully make you aware of issues that you weren't before and understand that you have more choices than you realize, which is true if you're working or you're someone in retirement. A lot of the issues could apply to um, both of those groups of people. And we are sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm that's been helping people around the greater Cleveland area more than 35 years through unbiased, objective advice based on detailed analysis. We help people who choose the comprehensive planning that we do offer through um, information gathering, analysis, recommendation, and all the way through through implementation to make sure things are done correctly. And if people call with um, specific needs like we did in December, maybe, and in November, looking at Roth conversion planning, IRA distribution planning, we've talked on previous shows and you can check out our podcast about making sure and coordinating with the other advisors about your safe harbors. And do you need to make that fourth quarter estimate? Can you do withholdings? Um, and, and looking at all these issues so that you're using the opportunities and avoiding the potential traps in the complicated tax code. And we are, um, the company is A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau and Super Service Award winners multiple years on Angie's list. And we do offer a free no-obligation consultation. We're scheduling through the end of February if you want to start the new year off right and get on the calendar. And we're doing those either by phone or in person. If you have a little issue, you have a big issue, you're retired, um, and you want to look at creating the income you need as tax efficiently as possible, maybe you're worried about future tax increases based on this government spending, and you want to use the opportunities um, and start taking the steps necessary. If you're working, um, do you know when you can afford to retire? Um, Running out of money, are you worried about... um, a market decline. Certainly a lot of people are concerned about the low interest rates and the impact of that. Um, we may be able to help. And again, we offer a free consultation. If you call and leave a message, we will get back to you on the following Monday business day, or you can send an email through our website as well. That's 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or you can visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. And like our plans, our fees are customized. We have um, affordable hourly um, fee options and affordable comprehensive retainers to be of help to as many people as we can. All right. So, uh, you know, the the winter solstice. Mm -hmm. Did you see the Bethlehem star the other night? It was too cloudy. I tried. Yeah, the Christmas star. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. The Christmas star appears in the West, Gary, and and a caravan of our our elected wise men and wise women (laughs) Uh, brought gifts of gold to everyone making under $75,000 a year. Yeah. I I disagree with the wise men. Maybe greedy men. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, we haven't been able to see it. No, because right? it was too cloudy. I, it's, it's I mean, I tried. Cloudy. Yeah, it's what's Jupiter and Saturn, right? Mm-hmm. Are, I think they're so. lining up for a once in a. Yeah, what was it? South. It's a southwest. Southwest. I was going to say. It's, I it's know. I stand the right. Yeah, yeah it was because, right after. Right. I remember my oldest and I were yeah, trying they to they rise look. in the east, and then they, and then the, and then it's. I was so, hoping. I thought that would be a little Christmas magic. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that it's kind of apropos for the yeah. year of the Rona, isn't it? So I I've been looking, but it's been just been rainy. It's been I too know. cloudy. Um, Thank you, Northeast Ohio. But I, <laughs> there you go. No Christmas star here. Yeah, no. It's okay. We got the bronze. Yeah. Um, but no, I I it it's going to be around for a while. Oh, is it? I, I think uh, the the height. I mean, the best. I think the best time to was, see it was, was the, the other night. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Um, so what's in the 900 billion dollar package a lot um and i don't know you've you've got just you know if we just you know talk about the billions right carrie because Uh, are you gonna get your little scream voice (laughs) (laughs) like that's what i want to use so the business relief is about 325 billion a lot of that is the new PP plan, right? Okay. Or the PPP. Uh, and it's it's getting harder to get PP going too, right? Because <laughs> you know, no. When what happened was um, they had so many problems with the first round 
mm-hmm. that they're making it. They, they want to allocate the second round more to the smaller companies. Right. You know, so I don't think publicly held companies can get anything. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, but if you've got the small business and even that they shrunk the size in the first round, it was 500 employees and less. And again, a lot of people don't think 500 employees is a small business. Right. Um, so they lowered that, Carrie. What they lower to? 300. 300. I was going to say, wow. <laughs> so, but I mean, almost half. Right. right? Um, but also the, uh, you know, if you got it, if you got it the first round, then there was a question, would you get it the second round? Or is it going to be whoever didn't get it the first round is getting it first the right. second round? But apparently, no, you, if you, even if you got it the first time, you can get it the second time. Um, what other improvements are to the PP plan? The new bill would also expand the list of expenses that a loan could be used to pay. Which right, because before it was payroll, utilities, and rent. Right. Um, businesses can now use the money to buy supplies, okay, um, buy protective equipment for their staff, or fix property damage due to public disturbances. Had oh, a, had a, yeah. Had a, little, had a little of that in Cleveland. Um, you know, and, and so that's good. And then, um, but for if, if you got it the first round, there's some, another hoop you got to jump through to get it the second time, Carrie. No surprise. Um, so, you know, you, you not only do you, you know, again, the, the fewer, you know, than 300 employees, but you have to show that you had a, a 25% drop in sales from a year earlier in at least one quarter. <laughs> okay. You know, so, I mean, there, there's, so again, I guess what they're saying is they just don't want to, you know, give it out to everybody because right. maybe not everybody needs it. But if you are a small business and you can prove that you're, you had a sales decline, be, you know, during this period. Right. Um, even if you got the first round, you could get the second round. So, you know, again, I don't know. I'm not sure, you know, how many billions um, I think that I think they've allocated, you know, about 280 billion for that. Um, you know, and then, then you got 45 billion for transportation. Um, you got 82 billion for schools K through 12. Um, you got another 69 billion for vaccine development testing. Um, then you got another 20 billion for vaccine distribution. Okay, then you've got uh, fourteen billion for public transportation. Why do you need fourteen billion uh, for public transportation? What does that have to do with COVID relief? Well, I, I guess <laughs> you know to clean I, it I, up. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, you, you got fifteen billion for performance venues, so I guess that's the oh to help concerts and yeah, that, I guess that's celebrities. That. Okay, because um, they really need help. I guess well, the, they do. You know I what? Guess. Who needs help is the people who probably work for them. Well, I think that's and the part employers. Of it. Uh, but if the employees apply, you got another fifteen billion for you know uh, the airlines uh, aid. All right, okay, they need it. Um, We're just throwing money out, right? The uh, let's see, the, they're going to expand food stamps to the tune of thirteen billion. Um, farmers and ranchers get thirteen billion. Um, Am I? Are you keeping an account, Carrie? But still, where? What about the money that they didn't use before? I, I'm just not happy about that. I mean, I know well, they had to do something, but I, I think uh, I, I think that's still. I think they're still planning on getting it back. It, that's not going to happen. The, the The Fed can hold it to the end of the year, Carrie. Okay. And then I still think that's part that you know that that's coming back. But I don't. I'm not exactly sure. Um, the other thing too that that we that they decided was you know if you did get the first round of the PP loan right, um, you know there was a question of whether or not you'd still be able to as a business deduct the expenses that you actually got reimbursed for. Right, and the thought was you wouldn't be because you got free money. Why would you use it as a de- be able? To deduct it in what world? Because right. typically, when you get a grant, you can't then deduct the expenses that went through it. From right, because my... normally double dipping is a no-no. Is not you know usually permitted, and that's exactly kind of the logic of this of this issue, right? Now they're saying so. So normally you'd be paying payroll and rent and utilities, and you'd be deducting those as valid business expenses. Right. 
But now, so originally when the law was written, and this is what you know, Mnuchin was fighting against. He's saying, no, you, you, don't, you can't get the deduction. We're giving you the money for it. So, Agreed. You know, so it's not a true expense for you because um, we're reimbursing. You, you just got free money that you uh, don't have to pay taxes on. So why would you get a deduction to deduct it to lower your because taxes? Because we all want the money. All right. Uh, so, so it's be- and so the, a lot of people complain and say, well, that's not fair. Because, you know, it's not when, fair. You got free money. I mean, well, again, I've always right. say here, I'm not here to defend the <laughs> I think fairness, logic about, or simplicity of our U.S. tax I think, code. I was going to say there are some congressmen that are not happy about it um, now. So but apparently we are, you know, as a small business, you are now allowed to deduct those expenses that, you know, you, if you got the first, uh, you know, round. Um, so that I guess that's good news. Yeah. At what cost? They though? said, it's, you know, that what they said was that the, the, the small the small restaurants, you know, they they needed that. They, they, they cannot afford not to deduct those expenses because their cash flow is so tight and they've been so devastated. But really what my new chin was saying was that uh, it's really going to benefit the, 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 the high up companies. Oh, of course. You know who who are now getting a huge and don't you know, we doesn't the government need to raise taxes I mean, what, revenue? Remember Ruth Chris got the two ten millions. Yeah, you know twenty million, and then now they get to deduct twenty million in expenses. Mm, not um, liking it. There's um, a cost to all of this. I just. Um, but anyways, let's get back to the stimulus checks. Um, so it's 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 again it's half what it was the first round. Six hundred so, per person. Six hundred per person. But the the child is up to six hundred. Remember the first round for a child, a dependent child, you got five hundred, right? Mm-hmm. That's up to six hundred. And again, that child has to be under age seventeen um, to be qualified, right? Um, so again, you know, and then the the uh, the 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 caps are set the same: seventy five thousand for single, one hundred and fifty thousand for married filing jointly. And then you get start. You, then your uh, six hundred dollars would starting to be phased out, right? And apparently, Carrie, I don't. Again, at the taping of this show, I'm not a hundred percent sure of this, but I think that they're just keeping the phase out math the same, right? But because it's a lower amount, mathematically, you get phased out a bit early, right? So, because so, it was like. What was it like five dollars or some formula yeah, well, per? Right. Well, for every hundred dollars above the threshold, you okay. reduce your check by like fifty bucks. Okay. So, um, so you know, so for example, uh, you know, under the six hundred dollar, all right. So if um, you know, at, so yeah, if you're making seventy five thousand dollars or less, and that's adjusted gross income. Okay, if some people say, well, you know, what's that based on? It's based on your AGI of 2019. So they're still using the 2019 tax return, assuming that you filed 2019. Um, now, so, you know, you've got the 75000 would get you the $600. Um, you know, at the, like, for example, at $80,000, it would be reduced to $350. And then at $87,000, it would be reduced to zero. Okay. So under the first round, remember the twelve hundred didn't fake completely phase out to ninety nine thousand. Right. So under this math, you, you're phased out at eighty seven thousand. So you you know you're phasing out quicker, um, and then if you're married filing jointly, you just double those numbers. Okay. So at one hundred and fifty thousand or below, you get the twelve hundred. Um, you know, six hundred each. Um, at one hundred and sixty thousand dollars of AGI, you're, you, you'd be reduced to seven hundred dollars. Um, at at one hundred and seventy-four thousand uh, dollars, you're completely phased out. Compared to the first round, it was one hundred ninety-eight thousand. Have they talked about how we're going to pay for this? Well, <laughs> it, I mean, Kara. Well, what do you mean? How we're, we're not we're not going to pay for it? Well, eventually we're going to have to pay for it. Who says? Well, we just can't keep printing money or that's going to be a problem. Who says? Economists. That they're wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. See, we 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 have the modern right. we have the new modern, you know, uh It's different this time. Theory. Yeah, this okay. is uh, you know, um 
the modern monetary theory is the idea that's saying, hey, maybe we can just print money and drop it in everybody's laps. So they, they spend it and it goes back into the economy, which we collect tax revenues and sales taxes and everybody's happy. Mm. And, you know, as long as people don't, you know, think that we or that Americans aren't good for their debt. See, that's the problem. I'm not mm-hmm. saying all countries can do this. Right. Um, I'm not saying, I you know, maybe don't. Brazil can print their own money. Um, but, you know, most of the world still knows that Americans are good for their debt. Right. Well, and, I still think it's irresponsible of our politicians. Um, you know, well, Carrie, uh, you know, I don't want your opinion until you read all right. five fifty six hundred pages. Okay. Th- then let me know. All right. Um, so anyway, so. If you, uh, I guess you can count if you, you know, if you qualify that you'll be getting that money mm-hmm. um, to help you buy uh, or pay for the Christmas presents or the after Christmas sales or your bills from your Christmas you charged your gifts you charged <laughs> and then and we'll see how that goes. All right. Regardless of that, you know, start the new year off right. Schedule a free no obligation consultation, either by phone or in person, to see if we can help. If you can take advantage of opportunities in every economic situation, you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. Now, Mark, I know we were focused on year-end planning and looking at IRA distribution withholdings, Roth conversions was big, planning cash flow needs, um, looking at those Medicare thresholds, and we've been helping people. There's still time with the IRMA adjustments. We have a lot of people calling that have questions about annuities. And Mark, do you like annuities? You know, yeah, I, I like a new. I, I mean, I like variable annuities. I like fixed annuities. I like fixed equity index annuities. I like fixed equity index annuities with guaranteed income riders. I like non-qualified annuities. I like tax-qualified annuities. And you could be the IRA, could be a 403B. You know, the government, the Secure Act, they must like annuities because they just are going to make a mandatory in all the 401k plans mm-hmm. now. Um, so, you know, everybody, I don't know who doesn't like annuities. Um, you know, uh, you know, I love fixed equity index annuities with guaranteed income riders inside Roth IRAs, you know, where, you know, the, 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 the annuity holder is looking to turn on a guaranteed, uh, tax-free income stream at some point in retirement for the rest of their lives. So that's my quick answer. Okay. What do you like? Do you like annuities? I don't think, I think annuities can be good when they're used correctly, but I think too many times people are with this low interest rate environment, CD rates are terrible, you know, looking for another fixed option if their cash reserves build up and they have a pl- plenty of emergency fund. They're looking for an alternative that um, while still protecting their principal and annuities in certain cases can be, a, a you know, a definite option for people. But I think when people call, they often jump into annuities without fully understanding how they work and really don't have an exit plan. People get annuities with income riders, but never have a plan on when to turn that rider on because it sounds good. Sometimes people worry about the interest rates or they're worried about the market volatility or they're thinking, oh, something's going to happen. So they move a good portion to this concept and hear about an income rider that guarantees the income they'll never outlive. They hear about income riders that have six to eight percent, eight percent guaranteed rates, but don't realize in order to get these things, there's conditions that have to be met and also a cost to the income rider. And once you make that decision on an income rider, you can't change it. You can't say, oh, I want that money. Or they put, they think of annuities as an all or nothing concept that they have to put 100% of it. Like 100% of their nest egg. Right. Or, uh, you know, or put, move so much into it into one company or concept. Usually it's a combination of things. We've had people... Um, who not only don't realize the tax consequences of income riders, because some income riders have, and every company's different, that it's all taxable coming out first until you get into the basis versus they're thinking of when you annuitize an annuity and turn it on as an income stream, which is still an option, that a portion of it is basis or your return of principal and some of its growth, which people would use those as an 
uh, pension or use it yeah, as, as a strategy a ta- yeah. in the future to create income tax efficiently. Well, Carrie, and that's that's the that's the issue. You know, in other words, they're they're confusing if you're not familiar with them. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I think a lot of people are sold the sizzle. You know, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of saying, okay, how am I going to get that, you know, it just sounds good to me, guaranteed income. And the 6 to 8% can... is what they're thinking. Yeah, the, and they're, they're, they're in their minds they're saying I'm getting a 6 to 7 8% rate of return on mm-hmm. my underlying asset investment. Right. No, it's a phantom. It's a roll-up. It's, it's a phantom that says you're, you're increasing your withdrawal base. Okay, which is different, meaning you can't walk away and access that amount. Right, it's not your walk. It's not your surrender value. Right, it's not the contract value. Or we've had people over years with this great market. They might have had an old annuity that had a guaranteed income rider, but they're excited about how well the market's done, and they wanted to. They're out of surrender. They want maybe it was in an IRA or Roth, and they want to roll it over. They never used the guaranteed income rider. In fact, they were paying. percentage every year for an income writer in reality it was unlikely that they were ever going to use so i think people shouldn't be doing these things without having an understanding um, of what questions you ask if you don't understand how it works when you're going to use it how does it fit today how does it fit into the future how is it going to be managed maybe you're not ready to make a decision and we help people with this all the time and people calling us and saying what fits into your overall plan I talked about a case where somebody came in and they said, look at this brochure. And I was like, that's a good product. However, you may not want to put 100% of what you're thinking in. And by the way, you have an old annuity that's out of surrender. This was a case. Why don't you call and find out if you can add funds to it and what the current rates are? What are the current caps? And in this case, it made sense to do a smaller portion into the new annuity concept. And she could actually add money into the existing annuity, not restart surrender penalties, and actually the caps and the rates were better in the old concept. Yeah. The newer one had some features, but it's not an all or nothing. It's complicated. It's, Just Yeah, it's very complicated. And again, you know, how much time, you know, well, there are a couple of problems I see. One, you know, if you're asking a professional, what their opinion is on annuities, you know, sometimes, you know, where they sit is where they stand on a subject matter. You know, right. so so obviously if you're asking somebody who's selling annuities, they're probably going to say annuities are right for everybody. Similarly, don't go ask somebody who sells stocks for a living his opinion about annuities. He's probably not going to like it. Because I'm pretty much sure what you, you, you know answer you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't believe me on that, go test it out for yourself. Right. And income writers can be a great tool if that's your intention. But too often we see people who paid for an income writer. They really, in reality, when they were thinking about the strategy, they wanted it more as a principal preservation. And their strategy was to use it. And what time frame they're going to use it and how they want it to add. Right. They'd rather do systematic withdrawals when they needed it versus or annuitizing it versus really using an income rider. Because they didn't. Once you turn on an income rider, guess what? You can't change your mind. Well, and for most of them, the for general. Most. You know, there's thousands of annuity guys. I mean, the good it. thing is and the majority now have exit strategies for terminal illness and nursing homes right. and those things. But you're going to see a lot more annuities because, as I mentioned, you know, Secure Act, which passed in December mm-hmm. of 2019, right? They they went back in and and they the government is saying the companies are going to have to offer annuity concepts in the 401k plans. Okay, there very few offer those right now, and it was partly because the companies felt that they had a liability issue. Because you may remember, annuities can only be sold by a life insurance company. Correct. Okay, and and that's why you can't go down to the you know your, the the annuity store and buy one yourself. Right. You know you, you can you know you can buy stocks for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. and mutual fund yourself, but you can't buy an annuity yourself. You need Correct. you need that agent. You need that licensed you know, uh, insurance professional, and then the life insurance company is in the background. So the reason why a lot of people believe that the, the annuities were not provided in the 401ks was because, you know, the, the companies fell the liability because they would have had to choose what life insurance company, you know, if they right. were going to put, if they were going to make available annuities inside as a 401k option. And they said, well, what happens if this life insurance company goes out of business, 
and mm. can't you know pay out those annuities? Is the is the retiree going to come back after us because we are the ones that picked the life insurance right. company? It's always so, a liability issue. So that's that was the holdup, and but. But what we realized after 40 years of the 401ks, it was a complete disaster preparing the baby boomers for retirement. The main reason, of course, is that it wasn't mandatory that you had to put money into it. And mm-hmm. the second reason is because a lot of people, if they did put money in it, they just let it all ride in the stock market. Right. And then you had the lost decade and whoops, um, there goes your, you know, mm-hmm. remember the your 401k is now your 201k. Right. right? Um, so, you know, because of all the, and then, and so after that, people are saying, oh, geez, maybe those guaranteed pensions weren't such a bad thing after all. And of course, that's what you can do with an annuity. That's how, you know, pension funds are funded, right? You know, right. you know, the, the, now the, the reason why, you know, the defined benefit, um, you know, plans, you know, why they worked was because mandatory money was taken. You know, that's how that's how the teachers, you know, pensions right now. I mean, teachers put into that, you know, right. it comes out. That's how, by the way, that's why you get a Social Security check, because it was mandatory. You had to pay Social Security taxes. Mm-hmm. That's why it's there. You know, but without the mandatory, you know, contribution from the 401ks, if it didn't say, you know, no, you know, baby boomers don't have any, you know, pensions and they have very low 401ks. So the idea is, you know, the Secure Act was saying, yeah, let's let's try to get back to that idea of where um, companies can immediately, you know, enroll. You would have to maybe opt out and say, I don't want to enroll in the 401k. Right. You know, it'd be, man- you, would, you know, otherwise you're in. And then also the idea that let, we'll offer annuity. So when you do leave the company, um, you at least have the choice to say, hey, I could leave with my lump sum. You know, or and leave it in the mutual funds or whatever, or I can convert it to a pension using an annuity right. that's offered in there. Right. So, um, so now, like I said, I'm not sure when you may start seeing that in your own 401ks, um, because it, you know, it was. I think it was supposed to be. I think the the companies had a few years to work on right. it, right? And and then how the government fixed the problem was they were, they were going to say the, there was going to be protection, liability protection for the companies, okay? And that the government was going to back. But it's also again all or not an all or nothing strategy. I mean, it's something you need to understand. It can be a great tool when used correctly, and we help people navigate if it's the right decision. So if you're faced with that, you're thinking about it, you know, give us a call. We can help. We can schedule a phone conference. Um, You can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Remember, there's no good or bad solutions or products. It's how they're used and if they're appropriate for you based on your goals and what you already have and what you're trying to accomplish. And call the estate planning team again at 440-239-2090. 239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right, listen to Mark Dolly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of this aforementioned the estate planning team. The estate planning team, we've been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. And over those 35 years, uh, we've had many, many preliminary discussions with clients about what annuity is before you even think of buying one. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, that you were mentioning, which I wanted to comment when you that sometimes they, are, they have, you know, the clients have an annuity that's been in the sock drawer for, you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we say, you know, as part of, you know, well, let's dust that off and, and see what you got, right? Um, and, and you're right, Carrie. You know, you know uh, another, I guess, recommendation, we have, you know, don't buy another annuity to understand the one you got. Right. Because sometimes there's opportunity and better rates that you don't realize because you just haven't looked at it. Because a lot of times uh, what happens is if, if you know, if uh, you're working with a new annuity salesman and they think you've got an old annuity, they may want you to 1035 exchange it into their new annuity. Right, or roll it. That's for non-qualified. Or if it's an IRA or Roth annuity, you can just do a tr- direct transfer Right, which sometimes in cases they've gotten better with annuities and upgrades, and caps are better in strategies. Because at one time it was pretty right. much fixed, and even in the fixed equity, there was the S and P in the fixed, and maybe it was a monthly sum or a monthly point to point or annual point to point. However, they've gotten really creative with strategies. There's strategies tied to real estate. There's strategies tied to the value of gold, the Nasdaq, the Russell, all kind of Barclay. I mean, there's 
tons of different strategies. So maybe you want to diversify. Um, there is one I know that gold, it's tied to the value of gold bullion. And there's also bailout strategies now. Right. If the cap goes under a certain amount, you can take the contract out, surrender free. So, and, and yeah, and, and the other thing, too, so, yeah, so, so normally I think, I don't know, when we, we, if, if a client ever asks us about annuities, you know, it's usually about a 45 to 60 minute conversation where we just talk about the the beginnings of annuities. The basics. You know, the, the, and, and, you know, the difference between variable and fixed and fixed equity and indexed annuities and point to point caps versus mm-hmm. monthly averaging and, you know, the different sectors and, and you know, the, how surrender penalties work, you know, and how annuitization works or how the guaranteed income riders work. So, you know, you need a basic. And, and a lot of times I think that's what's missing when somebody is just buying the sizzle, when they just, you know, see, oh, you know, uh, a guaranteed income that I can never run out. That's what I want. Well, Let yeah, sign that up. sounds good. Um, but uh, again, but uh, uh, the problem there, Carrie, is a lot of times I don't think that they, um, in other words, that that somehow the income, you know, is separated from the balance sheet when those products are being marketed that way. You mean the amount you get a month? Maybe you'll get a hundred bucks a month. Is that going to cut it for yeah, your? Because you know they always say it's you know it's you know they always give you these lines that oh you know it's it's all about the income, um, and yeah, but do you understand? You have to buy that income stream. You don't get it for free. Right. So how can you not talk about, you know, how much principal you've got to put in to get the income stream that you that you need? All right. Um, and, and that is, you know, and, and so uh, and, and a lot of times, you know, that's what I see that's not happening. Um, and that's where you get into, you know, yeah, that, you know, you're going to put a hundred percent of your nest egg into one annuity product because, you know, that's how much you need to put in to get the income stream. Do you really want to do that? Are you putting all your eggs in one basket? Right. Um, so, you know, so generally, you know, what are the payout ratios on these, um, you know, these annuities that, that have these, uh, you know, if you're going to annuitize it or create that income stream, right? So, Caroline, again, we're in low interest rates, right? right? So, you know, that's the other thing. These are interest rate sensitive. As interest rates go down, so do your annuity rates. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other side of the, you know, spectrum, when interest rates go back up, so will your annuity rates. Right. So that's, again, why, you know, a lot of people are used to the concept of laddered CDs. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you obviously a, a three-year CD is going to have a higher rate than a six-month CD. But for that reason, you just don't put all your money into the three-year CD. You, you ladder them. You buy a six-month and a 12-month and right. an 18-month. So, so the idea is you have that, you know, every six months, you've got a CD come and do. If you need it, you have liquidity. If you don't, you have the chances of reinvesting it in a longer, you know, rung in a higher right. rate. You but know, did you see in a some of the three-year CD rates are pretty sad. Yeah, I know. Well, they're all <laughs> going to look bad now, and and that's 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 why we're back to fixed annuities because right. if you compare uh, what a fixed annuity rate you can get from a CD, um, but again, they're not the same thing. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I say you don't, you know, throw out the CD ladder concept and go all annuities. Um, because you still, you know, to get a good annuity rate, Carrie, you're going to have to go with a five-year surrender, you right? Go five years, seven years, ten years. I mean, year? a three-year surrender on annuity is not going to pay you that much, right? No. If, if, I don't know how many companies are selling them. Right. Um, There's a few. You know, now, um, so so, so it's, it's, it's the same thing. You know, it's saying, yeah, it's all part of your overall allocation, but it doesn't mean that, you know, you know, let's the common example, you know, is like, oh, well, let's say you want to be, you know, 50 50 in your portfolio, 50 percent in growth or equities and 50 percent in fixed. Well, it's interesting because let's say, you know, what where the fixed annuities come in is part of the fixed side. See, the other thing I, I hear is sometimes I hear people trying to compare fixed annuity performance to their stock market performance. 
It's not what you're it's comparing. It's not the same, right. You know, you're, you're comparing maybe a fixed annuity to maybe a 10-year treasury, you know, or something like some, you know, or, you know, or a five-year CD. Or something. I mean, in other words, you no, know, it's not designed to replace your growth. You know, um, and and you know, and then and sometimes and again, this is where I this is where I've I've had many obviously over the decades I've had many conversations with and and, and like sometimes it's an investment a client's investment advisor who you know, let's say the client's already at their max that they're putting in the stock market right okay and let's just say that's fifty percent maybe for you it's sixty percent whatever but let's say you're at your max so you've already made a decision that you're not going to put any more money in the stock market. Okay. Then you talk to your investment advisor and ask him about, hey, you know, you're thinking about buying this fixed annuity because you're trying to decide what you're going to do with the other side of the money, right? Because you're already at your max in equities. Right. And immediately the investment advisor comes back and says, oh, no, why would you want to put your money in a fixed annuity when my stocks are getting a lot more than that? You missed the whole concept the client just told you. They're at their max going into equities. Right. They're not comfortable putting any more money in equities. Right. They're asking your opinion on what you should be doing with the fixed side. And you immediately come back and say, oh, I can beat the fixed annuity with my stock market portfolio. See that, you know, that's not helping the client. No. And it's not helping you trying to make that decision. Right. So I think, yeah, I think it there you have to get, you know, first an, uh, an understanding of annuities, um, a little bit about their history, about all the different options. And the other thing, too, is they're, they're hard to compare one annuity to another annuity. Mm-hmm. One may have these bells and whistles, but not this. It's kind of like going to car shopping. Some have, you know, other options that this one doesn't. It depends. So, you know, and, and then and then back to the idea of saying, well, and, yeah, and if you're just, you know, being drawn to the sizzle, you know, where you can get that, you know, guaranteed income streaming, you know, and, 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 a, and a guaranteed roll up of, you know, six or seven percent a year. Right. Carrie? That's how they sell these. They, they say, yeah, well, you know, you can get we'll guarantee you um, that, you know, a six percent roll up on your, you know, what you put in, meaning, again, that's from a withdrawal value. Right. Carrie is saying they're saying so if you let that if you let that guaranteed income rider, and usually you pay for those, so you want to know what it costs to buy that. Um, and, you know, the idea is saying, okay, over time, even if the equity index doesn't do well, you can never lose principal. You know, that's one of the good things with fixed annuities. But the idea is if this, this guaranteed income rider will phantomly rise the balance of your account from a withdrawal standpoint. Mm-hmm. So let's say you do withdraw, you start the pension, so to speak. You start the guaranteed income stream later on, maybe when you're 70 years old or 75 right. years old. Um, even if the underwriting contract value is low, if the guaranteed income withdrawal value is a lot higher, that's what they use to c- calculate your payouts. Right. Okay. Um, now, it's a lot, you know, and I went over that pretty quickly, but I mean, you need to understand that before you buy one of these things, mm-hmm. you know, how those work. Um, but let's just get back to the number. So how much principal do you need to do? So a lot of times you'll hear the, you know, the, the idea where they'll say is, um, okay, this is, you know, you want enough guaranteed income to cover your mandatory living expenses, right? And so let's just, so let's say, Carrie, let's say the client, um, let's say, you know, the client says, oh, Mark, I need to spend about, I, I need about 75000 a year in retirement. That covers everything, okay. including income taxes. All right. And we say, well, yeah, but how much of that is discretionary, Mr. and Mrs. Client? Um, oh, maybe about 15000 So maybe you know, some travel, some hobbies, you know, maybe some remodeling that, you know, we may or may not do, you know, those types of things. Okay, so you're telling us then that your daily living expenses or mandatory living expenses is about 60000 when you add in the income taxes. Yeah, Mark, that's what we're saying. Okay, so let's say, and now, you know, the next thing is, okay, and let's say your Social Security, um, so, you know, the average Social Security in this country is about $18,000. Um, let us say the spousal is another half, you know, 9000 So let's say you're going to have 27000 coming in guaranteed income from Social Security, right? So now you're down to about 33000 Carrie. So that's where the annuities guy says, okay, you need an annuity to cover that 33000 
So at least your your guaranteed income is covering your daily living expenses. Then any other investments you have, you can do whatever you want with because that just goes to cover your discretionary spending. Right. Right. So that's kind of the pathway they're le- they they, right. they try cre- to go you're down. You're basically creating your own pension, right? But the idea is you're creating enough guaranteed income to cover your daily living right. expenses. Okay. So the question is now: so you get sold on that concept, and you say, okay, thirty-three. Okay, and that sounds good. I I need thir- I need an annuity to cover right. thirty-three thousand. Well, how much principal do you have to put in for that? Hmm. More than I think most people realize. Because that's what I not hear a lot of, of them talking about. Right. How much principal it takes to get the guaranteed income. All right. Now, if you want it immediately, let's say you retired and you want the income stream to start tomorrow. Okay. Generally, a 65-year-old, let's say a couple, you know, joint. So you want to cover both lives. Right. right. Um, it's about maybe about a 6% payout. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you do the reverse math. If you need thirty three thousand, Carrie, you're going to need oh just a mere five hundred and fifty thousand. Mm. So yeah, if you give me five hundred, you know, do you give five hundred fifty thousand to the immediate annuity company? They'll turn around and give a sixty five year old a thirty three thousand a year guaranteed bail. Now again, that doesn't mean that thirty three thousand goes up in inflate with inflation. It's a flat amount. If you want inflation, you you're going to have more, or you're going to start out lower and then there's increasing right. ones. But really, what they really don't say is, yeah, but so then they say, well, yeah, but ideally, you don't want to turn it on right away. You want to use this guaranteed income rider. Because you get this guaranteed percentage, no matter what the contract internally on this income rider value, which has all kinds of names, on the value they're basing on turning on the income, you get a guaranteed if it sometimes it's six, seven, up to eight percent that you get, regardless of how the annuity performs you're guaranteed eight percent each and every year so now you're saying okay but how can you wait let's say you're starting at 65 and now you decide you need to buy a fixed annuity with a guaranteed income rider Mm -hmm. so maybe 10 years i mean because again if you're gonna if you're not gonna start the income till you're you're 85 years old you really want to do that how is that going to work in your golden years Mm. Okay, so maybe you maybe you can last ten years without so 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 now if you got ten years or maybe you start at fifty five and you know mm-hmm. and then try to turn on at sixty five, okay, um, it, it you know you, you you know with these guaranteed income riders, it's gonna you know probably cut about half of what you need. In other words, instead of putting in five hundred fifty thousand, if you put in about two hundred seventy five thousand and let it sit there for ten years, right. And getting the guaranteed income rider, you know, the phantom right. roll up, then maybe you'll get your thirty three thousand. Okay. But can you, you know, do you have that? Mm-hmm. Do you have the two hundred seventy five thousand that you don't need to touch for the first ten years of your retirement? And do you have assets in the background to cover maybe your shortfall or your needs for expenses in the meantime? Right. So, so if you're, you know, if you're being, you know, if you're getting, you know, caught up in the sizzle. You know, saying, yeah, I like that concept where I have guaranteed income stream to cover my daily living expenses. Don't forget to ask the annuity salesman how much principal it's going to cost you to buy that. Right. And sometimes these work really well. We have people come in and then we say, hey, have you thought about turning on the income rider? Um, Because you're like maybe they've maxed out what they're getting on the roll up. Sometimes it's only 10 years that you're guaranteed on that rider and then you're not going to get any more. So it makes more sense to turn it on. Just understand what you're getting, how it fits and the purpose of it. And there's no good or bad concepts. Remember, Um, the estate planning team is an Ohio registered fee based fiduciary planner. We base our recommendations on objective analysis and we're here to help through good and bad times and if you want to take advantage of a free consultation by phone or in person we're scheduling through the end of february give us a call at 440-239-2090 that's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com so care you asked if i like yeah that's all i like annuities um you know what i you know i like stocks okay I, i like stocks that pay dividends I like growth stocks. I like value stocks. I like momentum stocks. I like blue chip stocks. I like international stocks. I like emerging market stocks. I like preferred stocks. I like large cap stocks. I like small cap stocks. Hey, don't look now, but you know, you see what the Nasdaq's up year to date? It's over forty percent. Um, you know, I like stocks of companies who build things that hurt if I drop them on my feet. 
Okay. Um, I love it when my clients buy stocks low and sell high. Um, I love undervalued stocks of companies who have positive free cash flow. So, you know, um, so I like, I like, I like, um, I like bonds. I like government bonds. I, I like corporate bonds. I, I like tax-free municipal bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, I like zero coupon bonds. I like savings bonds. Heck, I like junk bonds. Okay. Um, um, call me a waiter because I like tips, Carrie. You know what those mm-hmm. are? Treasury inflation, mm-hmm. inflation protected securities. Um, I like bond ladders. You know, um, I, you know, as an Ohio taxpayer, I love Ohio tax-free municipal bonds. Okay, where you get that triple tax, you know, uh, free income. Um, I like mutual funds. You know, if you don't want to like stocks, I like mutual funds. Um, I like equity funds. I like bond funds. I like balance funds. Okay, um, I, you know, if you're in a taxable account, I love exchange traded funds. Okay, because then you can, you know, you don't get hit with those huge taxable distributions for money that you're not even selling. You're just, you know, getting participation in the mutual fund. Um, you know, I like master limited partnerships, alternatives. I like REITs. Um, I like currencies. You know, I like commodities. Um, I like precious metals, carries. You know, I, I like silver. I like gold. My wife loves diamonds. Who knew? Um, but you know what I really like, Carrie? Cash. Mm-hmm. Cash is king, right? Right. Cash is liquid. Okay, um, cash can help you in those emergencies, right? I mean, a cash reserve can be your best friend in a uh, market downturn, especially if that market downturn, you know, happens in the year you go into retirement. All right. Um, now, Carrie, do you like cash? I who, love cash. Who doesn't, who doesn't like, like cash? I don't know. Does anyone complain when grandma hands out cash at Christmas? I didn't think so. Um, so, you know, if you like cash, that's why I still like CDs. Okay, um, but I like to build a ladder of CDs, not mm-hmm. going out for twenty years, because you know rates. But you know, for that next, you know, twenty four months, let's say. Um, yeah, I like the FDIC, FDIC insurance. And remember, you know, you know those fixed annuities doesn't have FDIC insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're backed by the insurance company. That's why you might not want all your money in one annuity company, or all your money in one annuity. Or um, all annuities. You know, so, you know, it's, it's you know, and, and I like life insurance. I mean, because what does life insurance do? The death benefit creates cash when needed most. Mm-hmm. Tax-free. Right. Okay. See, but Carrie, it's not about what I like. Okay. It's about what you, the client likes. And so, you know, what I like to do is build financial models based on the client's goals and objectives. And then see what fits and what's appropriate. And then, yeah, and then help the client understand how much rate of return do they need to make their plan work. Or another way of saying that is how much risk do they need to be okay? Because why, if you, if would you want, if you're, if you're financially okay at a certain rate of return, why would you want to be taking on a more risky alternative if you don't need to? Right. That's what we help clients with. All right. Call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Merry Christmas, everyone. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.